Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Revival Center Podcast. We're so glad that you're here joining us again today. And if this is your first time, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform that you were listening to this podcast on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you like to listen, because uh, we would love to have you a part of this community and growing with us. And so hope you've been enjoying the recent podcast. I know Pastor Alex and I did the one last week on graduation, and uh, it's always uh, such an exciting time for students and uh, it's such an exciting time for parents and all the things and all the people that are involved in. Um, so I know that summers are a, a kind of a, a different time on the podcast. We don't do as many uh, kind of sermons, I guess you could say, or, or not sermons, but series, excuse me. Um, a lot of times we are, we're very, uh, you know, one-offs and lots of devotions and things just because of the nature of our church calendar and different things. And so today we have one of those devotions, and um, just a, just a few thoughts um, from myself uh, on just some things that I've been listening to, some things that I've been thinking about, and um, you know, just of of the times that we're in. And um, I know recently um, there have been several um, prominent ministers uh, just across the nation, um, in particular, mostly in. Uh, Presbyterian circles, uh, not so much in um, our Assemblies of God circles, but, um, you know, as a pastor, uh, I don't, and I think we should all, uh, obviously with, with um, you know, wisdom and everything, uh, listen to people outside of our own circles. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, I'm reminded of a C.S. Lewis quote, and here he, he, he talks more about, you um, periods of time, he talks about listening uh, or, or reading um, old books. Um, so he's talking about older books um, and, and that when he looks at old books, they had problems, but they didn't have our problems. And I think that's also can be the same for listening to sermons of different um, time periods and also of different denominations is um, that they have they have problems they have uh, theological blind spots but they're not our theological blind spots and so um, it's always good to learn and see and so a few of those people who passed um, one was uh, Harry Reader who uh, was the pastor of uh, Briarwood Presbyterian which is not very far from here um, in Birmingham and uh, the other one uh, was Tim Keller who uh, was a longtime pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian in um, New York City, and he is one of the founders of the Gospel Coalition. And uh, I'd interacted with a few of uh, his books and uh, some of his sermons and content as he was alive. Um, one of the uh, books that really stuck out to me that I had read of his was Reason for God, uh, which is kind of one a book of apologetics, kind of arguing um, why God exists, and uh, I think it was a very good book. And um, there are other people who have read other books of his that really enjoyed them. And you know, as he passed at age seventy-two from cancer, um, his his battle with cancer was very public, um, and the way he handled it with grace in his suffering and uh, his final message to his family was, "I want to see Jesus." And um, and so, um, you know, a man who loved the Lord, and and so I just uh, you know. 
over the last uh, several days since he passed, I've been, you know, going back and listening to some sermons, listening to some things from him. And one that I listened to recently, which kind of inspired this podcast or inspired me to think about this and then do this podcast was um, where he talked about idols. He talked about uh, uh, what he called demythologizing, meaning he we we make uh, things out to be like a myth. And what I mean by that is we make our job to be like a god, <laughs> like uh, or or you know we think about uh, we think about the ancient Greeks or the ancient Romans, and they had a god of everything, right? They had a the god of of uh, marriage, they had the god of work, they had the god of money, you know, all these things, and and that we do the same thing. We may not call it uh, Zeus, you know, we may not call it Artemis or whatever, but we had the same idea of of making our mythology, our gods of the things of this world. And so as I was thinking about this and thinking about idols and, and, and you know, what that means and what that looks like, it, it really it really hit home to me that we don't take idolatry as seriously in our culture as we should. And so uh, in uh, Tim Keller's message, um, his main point, his text came from uh, Acts chapter 19, which is um, the story of Paul in Ephesus. And uh, basically, Paul is preaching. Paul is trying to convert. He goes to the marketplace. He goes to the main part of the city where people would be debating. People would be uh, talking about uh, thoughts of the day, talking about religion, all of these things. And um, he 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 goes on to preach the gospel. And how many of you know that when the gospel is preached, lives are changed, <laughs> right? Lives are changed. And um, when you look here at Ephesus, one of the big things of Ephesus um, was their temple of Artemis. This is one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It, it no longer exists, but this was a grand temple um, to the goddess Artemis, um, the goddess of the, the moon and the hunt, and I believe it was fertility and a few other things. Um, so they worshiped this goddess, and um, and the center of this was there at this temple in Ephesus. And so uh, obviously this became like a big tourist attraction. People came from all over to see this wonderful temple. Um, and then, of course, naturally, when you have tourist attractions, uh, when you have people visiting, what do you have? You have people who make money off of that, right? They have, um, they, at the time in this, they were making idols, and this is how people made their money. This is how they became rich, was making these little idols that people would buy when they came to visit um, uh, this temple to the goddess Artemis. And so they were doing this, and well, when people convert to uh, worship and follow Jesus instead of uh, following and worshiping Artemis. Uh, you know, when they change from this idolatry, from uh, this false religion to uh, serving Jesus and following God, um, that then their lives change, right? They're no longer making pilgrimage to temples and buying idols and things. So uh, these people uh, start a riot. They riot uh, because, number one, they 
identified their culture with Artemis. They identified their culture with being worshipers of this goddess. So they say, no, you're not going to push back against my culture. Um, This is how we are. This is what we serve. How could you try to turn us away from that? Um, The second reason they write it is because, well, money. (laughs) Um, You know, they had a, uh, a person who's coming to them and they're taking away all their customers. All their customers all of a sudden aren't interested in buying idols anymore. They're they're not interested in serving Artemis and all of the money that would be involved, paying for the sacrifices, all those things. Um, they they all of a sudden didn't like that. And think about the priests there. They they uh, made money off of the fact that people came and worshipped. So they're thinking of all these. So this results in this giant riot where it actually says for hours they're chanting uh, great is Artemis of the Ephesians and, and and just continually over and over again just shouting and and um, they they beat up a man and all these things that because he was Jewish he tries to calm the crown down because they but they see he's Jewish just like Paul was so they 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 um, uh, turn against him and uh, so all these things are happening. And it sounds like this fantastic story. It sounds like, wow, you know, um, what what a crazy event. I couldn't imagine uh, being an event like this. And, uh, the, you know, but wow, people are holding on to their idols tremendously. And, uh, and, and I think that when we think about idolatry, we can think of it in that way. Or, or when we think of idolatry in a modern sense, we think of it like, uh, we think of people in Asia uh, bowing down to, uh, you know, a statue in a Hindu temple of, of Krishna, or we think of somebody in a Buddhist temple doing their rites and um, meditating in front of a statue of Buddha, and we say, oh, well, there's there's an idol. Um, or, you know, we think of these things, and we say, oh, that's, that is idolatry. I see that, but it's not so much here. Um and what what uh, Tim Keller and and uh, I think t- hits it right on the head when he was talking in this in this uh, sermon, he said our idols just look differently, but we do the same thing. And uh, you know, it got me thinking: what are the idols of today? What are the idols that we bow down to, that we worship to? That if somebody, if a preacher preaches against it, or if somebody says in our lives, "Oh, you're." You need to rearrange your priorities. We will chant for hours. Uh, you know, great is this in my life. You know, great. Oh, you, how would you change the culture? This is who I am. Or, or how are you going to do this? This is not benefiting me in the way that the other did. And so, I'm just going to go over a few. And I, I would challenge you to think about the idols in your life. Uh, I mean, I love what I believe it was John Calvin said. He said. We humans are perpetual idol factories that we constantly just make idols and make idols and make idols and make idols. Um, that is what we do. That is the nature of the fallen condition. And as as Martin Luther said, he said that all of the breaking of the Ten Commandments stem from the first one. Which is having no other gods before, uh, before God, before Yahweh, and and so it it's interesting that everything in our life, all the sin, all of the misplaced priorities, all fall from this one command to have no other gods, not to commit idolatry, but to put God in His rightful place, and so. Uh, 
One, I think, is our work. I think work can be an idol. And what, what I want as I go through this list is to not think that what I'm saying is this, is that all of these things are inherently bad. Um, I don't think we make idols out of bad things, um, generally speaking. Now, we can. We can make idols out of sinful things. But usually, idolatry stems from putting a good thing in, a, in the wrong place. It is misplacing it. So like my first example, work. Work is a great thing. Work is a necessary thing. And work is a good thing. We are to work. God created us to work. Uh, many people say, well, isn't work a product of the fall? No, that's a misreading of Genesis. Work is not a product of the fall. Uh, Adam was told to work the garden, tend it, and, and subdue it and spread it throughout creation. That is work. But the futility of work, the difficulty of it is a result of sin. And so work is a good thing, but how many of you know that work can become an idol? We can put that as the number one priority. And I like what uh, Dr. Keller said about this because he 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 put this in um, in his sermon when he was talking about work. Think about the environment that he was in. He was in New York City. I mean, think about Wall Street. If you want to talk about a place that idolizes work, Wall Street. Wow. Um, you know, ruthless from bell to bell, going after it, making money, doing all these things. And he said, you know, when you think about uh, Artemis and the worship of Artemis, one of the things was child sacrifice. And he said, child sacrifice is still alive today. Just look at uh, the financial sector. And he's like, financial sector is fine. He's like, it's good. It's not inherently bad. But you have to commit child sacrifice to be good at it. What he meant by this is, is that if you want to be in that business in the way of the model that it's run, you have to sacrifice your family. There's no other way about it. And it made me think, you know, a lot of times we commit child sacrifice by prioritizing our work over our family. We commit child sacrifice by putting the idol of our, of our work above our families. And so we sacrifice our ch children and our relationship with our wives or husbands to the altar of our work. And we make that an idol. We sacrifice to that. I think that's a, a great example of, of that being the difficulty. Another one, I think, can be the family. So on the opposite end, you know, we can idolize our, I think children are a big one. Children can be an idol. We put all of our energy and our effort into what our children do and what our children become is that my life will be satisfied if my children just uh, have a successful job or they just love me or all of these things. And then our, our life and our worth hinge on our children. Or it can be on our spouse, is that, oh, if my spouse cares for me, then everything is good, everything is right. But if my spouse is, is, is treating me wrong or, or they sin against me or whatever, then my life is terrible, then I, I can't go on. Uh, because we've idolized our spouse, we've idolized our family. I think another big one is entertainment. I feel like I've said this a lot on this podcast just over various points just because I think this is so prevalent, but we idolize entertainment. We idolize being interested. We idolize being pacified, um, and, and we want to constantly have something. We can't um, just sit and be with God. You have to have something on our phone, something on our TV, something interesting, something going, and that you know becomes an idol. 
And I think of, you know, so many other things, you know, uh, sports can be an idol. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we've, I've seen, uh, there was a statistic one time where it said that um, for a while there, after every Alabama football loss, um, somebody had been shot in an argument. This was like going over several years. Now, of course, Alabama football didn't lose much in those years, but every time they did, there was an argument that took place because of a football game that resulted in somebody being shot and killed. Like, you're talking about idolatry? That is idolatry. So we think about that. We think about all of these difficulties, all of these um, just just idols that we can make. I mean, we can idolize good things. Like we take on something as our identity. So for example, I enjoy reading. I like to read and my love for reading has grown, but I can easily become an, that can easily become an idol in my life. If it takes priority over, over being with God, or it takes priority over care and love of others, or I take on my identity as, oh, I'm a reader. And that is my central identity. And if I can't be a reader, if I don't read but so many books or whatever, that can become an idol. Like something as simple as that. Something as simple as your car. I mean, it is so many things can ha- become idols. And if we don't get that right, our whole life crumbles because we become idolaters. And I think in all reality, if we're not honest about what can become idols and what are idols in our lives, we will never serve God fully in the way that we should. We will never serve God fully in the way that we should. We will constantly, constantly be in a way, in a point that we just simply do not serve God appropriately. And if we don't get this right, it will constantly be a problem in our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And so I think that that is, in, in essence, what we have to do. We have to understand. We have to be honest. I think it, this is such an important thing, and I was um, reading a book recently um, that talked about the need for confession of sin. And it wasn't necessarily just talking about simply like confession of sin with with others, like not necessarily confessing to like a priest or anything, you know, not thinking of like a, a Catholic version of confession where we have to say it to another person, but even in confession of sin to God, you know, obviously there are moments when we do need to confess to others. Absolutely, it's biblical. Um, but even in our confession of sin to God, to be specific is that we we say vague things like, God, forgive me, I've sinned. Forgive me of my sins. We say that it's just like very blanket statement, not being specific at all, not being really honest about what our sins are instead of saying, God, forgive me for this lie I told to whoever, or God, forgive me for this impure thought, or God, forgive me for not trusting you with this. And when we're specific, we are then truly going to have an attitude of repentance because if we're not acknowledging what the sin actually is, then we're not really repenting of it. If we're not able to say, this is the sin, God forgive me, I do not want to do this specific sin, then we're not going to do it. I think that applies to idolatry. God forgive me for idolizing my family or God forgive me for idolizing my work or or money or or you know books or movies or video games or whatever it is if we don't say that specifically and target it and say God this is what I've put before you 
Lord, forgive me. Let me take that away. That we will never fully serve God. We will never. We will never forgive others in the way we should. We will never uh, give all to God that we should. We will never uh, be free from sin if we have idols. We won't. We simply won't. Because anytime we hold something in higher regard than God, it misplaces all of the rest of our lives. It does. It misplaces it all. If we don't have God in the right priority, we lie because we have people above God, and so we lie because we don't want to let them down. If we have, uh, you know, our our uh, lusts of the flesh as our top priority, then we will transgress against God's moral uh, mandates because we hold that in higher regard than we do God. If we hold our entertainment higher than we do God, then we will not devote the time and the effort in, in being in fellowship with God in prayer because we constantly need to be entertained. If we hold in uh, the place of God, if we have the the idea of money and of comfort in a higher place than God, we will never be sacrificial in the way that God calls us to be. Or we may be disobedient in what God is calling us to do because it may release our comfort. All of that stems, all of those sins stem not just from the sin themselves, but from the sin of idolatry. And so today, let's be honest about our idols. Let's be real. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's do some, some soul-searching. Let's ask God, as David did, to try me and know my heart and see if there be any wicked way in me. See if there's any idolatry. And God will reveal it, and we can repent. We can turn to him. But let's get real. Let's be honest that idolatry is just as strong today as it was in Ephesus and we must be honest and allow God to work and have him as the number one priority and the number one object of our worship and person of our worship in our lives. So I hope this uh, was beneficial to you. I, I know um, it's, a, it's a difficult met, uh, you know, devotion and thought because, I mean, we're dealing with idols. We're dealing with difficulty. But, man, it is so important and so real. So when I was listening to this um, message by by Tim Keller, it just really hit me. It really, really stuck with me, and I thought um, that I should share that, share the um, thoughts that I had from it, and uh, just really uh, allow that to minister to you. So, hey, make sure you subscribe. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already um, watched our YouTube page, we do have the Revival Center YouTube page, Vincent Revival Center, if you search that in YouTube. And we have an influence live stream that happens every Tuesday morning. If you can't um, uh, watch that, it's Tuesday morning at 8.30 Central, um, depending on you know where you're listening from. That's a different time, of course. Um, but if you can always listen on the replay, but we do uh, different theological um, topics and teachings that would go and dive deep into different things. So if you do like uh, the the more theological teaching that we do here sometimes on the podcast, I know we do a lot of different things, but if that is, um, you know, up your alley and things that you enjoy, make sure you check out The Influence. Um, we'd really appreciate you going over there, uh, checking out our YouTube and subscribing to it as well. So thank you guys so very much for listening, and we will see you 